Welcome to Fiery Discourse, your podcast or media featuring dragonesses, female dinosaurs, and other similar saurians and scalies. I'm your host, Ludmilanon, and with me are my co-hosts, Angron, Stryker, and Lucky Evie. Today, we're <laughs> discussing two dragoness-related short films, Reversal of the Heart from 2011 and Dragon in Distress from 2016. So, let's get things started. So, Math Machine is not here this week. He will be back for next week's episode on Dragonheart Vengeance, so don't worry about that. So now, both yep. of these are short films that were actually projects of animation students. I wanted uh-huh. to do individual episodes on both of these shorts, but there's really not a lot of backstory to them. So I decided that something interesting would be to compare and contrast them, because they're both about the same topic. They're both about you know a princess that is cursed to transform into a dragoness, but both of them go about it in such a different way, and you know with completely different you know style, completely different everything really. That it's really mm-hmm. going to be interesting to compare and contrast. That means that this episode format might be a little bit different compared to some of the others, but we'll get back to our usual thing next week, and we'll still have stuff like the dragoness scale and the yeah. Question this of the is week, honestly. So. This is honestly the first uh, part where we. Ta- this is the this is the first episode where we tackle two subjects, pretty much. And it's probably going to be one of the only ones to be honest. That we're tackling two subjects. It's definitely mm. a unique one, but it's also going to be a fun one. So um, let's get things started. So reversal of the heart is thirteen minutes, and as stated before, it was made in twenty eleven. It was animated by Caroline Chrisman, and it was animated entirely, believe it or not, in Flash. And I'm going to come out and say this right now. This is beautiful. This is professional quality work right here. I don't know what grade, you know, that this woman got. She deserved, like, top, top marks. This is yeah. absolutely a phenomenal looking short. In, oh, yeah. In every A plus is all around. Even definitely, for, I, definitely would, I would honestly give uh, freaking uh, uh, damsel in distress or whatever the thing was called, uh, an A, but yeah, reversal of the heart, 100% A plus. Definitely, definitely. Cool. The thing that's amazing is that for something that was, you know, meant as a student project, this had so much potential to be like fleshed out into like a series or even like a feature length film or something like that. Although, on one retrospect, it is probably good it's one and done because just the fact it stands on its own so well. It really, really makes it worth watching. Yeah, one hundred percent. Definitely, definitely. The fact that, like I say, it's silent. It has no dialogue. It, it is only conveyed, you know, silently. We are with background music, of course. Is really interesting, and I feel like it makes it more of a universal experience. Like you could pretty much show this to anyone from any culture, and they basically would understand the gist of it. Which I feel is always good for stuff like that because it definitely heightens the appeal. Of reversal of the heart. I really also, like I say, the art style is really unique. It has kind of, I guess, sort of like a storybook vibe to it. And yet it also really has its own different flair to it, I feel. It's like... Yeah, absolutely. I guess the closest thing I could compare it to is something like, say, for example, The Last Unicorn. There's something like Mm -hmm. that. Kind of like that style, trying to be like that 80s, you know, fantasy, you know, slightly anime, but not style. But it just looks incredible. I really, mm-hmm. it is just so, so well done. Mm-hmm. I will say this, though, the choice to do what they did at the beginning, a little bit of a risk, but it really works. Also, another nitpick I have about it is the fact that the knight pretty much became the kid, which, like, Okay. Yeah, yeah, the ending it's, is definitely like, weird. Although it does tie into kind of like a weird sort of karma about it, to where if you're going by the whole, you know, ancient folklore, fairy tale, you know, Brothers Grimm type story, not so much like Dizzy, but more like Brothers yeah. Grimm, or again, like Last Unicorn type of stuff, I feel like it does work. It, basically. Yeah, it does work in that regard, 100%. 
But yeah, like I say, it also has an interesting, like, you know, can read a message into it of like, you know, knight versus wizard, basically, you know, like a brawn yep. versus, you know, talent Brain. in that. Yeah, like yeah, Asta exactly. versus Yuno, or just freaking Asta versus Deku. <laughs> exactly, or like what we said last week, you know, you know Merlin versus Surrector and K. You, you know, we tied into last week's episode, Sword in the Stone. Yeah, and yeah, like I say, it's something that really is, and for such a short, you know, thing, it's, it has a runtime of like thirteen minutes. You know, for something that is just so short, it does so well with its world building. It really, really does. It makes you. It makes it feel so alive, so lived in, so so vivid that it really is just phenomenal, you know. Yeah. And like I say, it has all kinds of cute little details. Like say, for example, the frog bat. That is such a cute little touch, and the, the frog bat is cute in its own way. I really oh, like absolutely. how you know yeah. it latches onto the princess's snout, and you know her reaction to it. Her reaction to a lot of it's really great too. Yeah, but, yeah, I like uh, I like the princess as a oh, character. She's amazing, and like, like the transformation is done in shadow. I probably you know this is you know me being you know a dragonist fan. I would have preferred a full on screen TF, but the way it's done in shadow is so well done that you can actually kind of overlook it, and that how you know they do her transforming from human to dragonist is just it really is so so beautifully animated it, it it really this is professional quality right here this is something that you know any animation studio in the world should have looked at this you know resume and hired this person because it it really is great the facial expressions are great especially her as a dragoness the way that she reacts to things like with her eyes and you know for example you know just really just the way that she looks around at things and how you know she moves it is so choreographed in just such a way oh yeah absolutely i also enjoy like uh how things start off innocently like like this basically is all just a big freaking whoopsie like the knight pretty much kills a dragon takes his gem gives it to the princess princess suffers for it and then the princess uh, meets the wizard they both uh, go to get things fixed the mother's not pleased then the night comes and just it is just wow it's definitely something you have to experience for sure definitely definitely but yeah like i say it definitely has like i say that old school fairy tale vibe like we're talking like a brothers grim type of fairy tale where it is just so vividly done and i feel like the thing that's interesting too is that how it uses the different color palettes like at the beginning, you know, it's bright, you know, it's very, you know, basically fairy taleish, but it gets darker overall, despite the princess's, you know, rather bright color scheme, which I feel was a deliberate choice to make her that yeah. particular shade of like, I guess I'd say lavender. Lavender, absolutely. Yeah, but she really just looks so beautiful with that. She really, like I say, the way that, again, how she reacts to being, you know, in this form. You know, it really, you really feel for this character. This has more character development in, like I say, less than 15 minutes than a lot of feature-length movies do in, like, 90. This is, like, this should be shown in schools. I really feel like this short movie, and I'm not just saying that, you know, because we're Dragonist fans, you know, in that. I'm saying this, you know, just as a, you know, person who appreciates animation. This should be shown in schools on what to do. For like timing, for like character development, for everything basically, it is a, like a perfect film. It it has reached its final form. It could not be a better version of itself. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, like agreed. Um, yeah, I mean, that mo that short pretty much has uh, world building and animation in spades. Ha a complete contrast to that, uh we have Damsel in Distress. Now oh, right. oh, Dragon yeah, in yeah. Distress, sorry. Yeah, I was just gonna say one thing about uh Dragon in Distress. Uh before that I just wanna say a couple more things about Reversal of the Heart. Uh mm -hmm. let's say despite the fact that you know the the knight has a 
pretty dark ending when you get down to it. Oh, by the way, uh, I forgot to mention this before. Should have mentioned this earlier, but bring it up now. The design of like the mother dragon, you know, the black dragon, the way she's done, in as like a contrast to the princess design, where it's sort of similar but different enough. It really showcases, I think, the contrasts between them. And really just the dragons in general. This has probably one of the more unique, basically, uh, depiction of dragons that I have seen in, uh, really in anything, to be honest. And that they're not, you know, malevolent creatures, but they're not like, you know, oafish goofballs or something. They're just, you know, beings that, you know, want to live in peace and, you know, tranquility in their own way. Which I feel is really well done. Hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah, uh, Caroline Christman, uh, basically she did one other short in 2012, and after that she disappears from animation entirely. According to uh, what I have basically looked up, she basically does a lot of illustration on, like, uh, Instagram and that, and, I mean, God bless her, she's doing a good life, and very, you know, she made a fantastic, fantastic short film, one that I really enjoy, and that... Even not just because of the dragoness aspect, although the princess is a fantastic dragoness, and we'll talk more about her when we get to the dragoness scale portion of the uh, episode. But mm -hmm. as just an animated short film in general, this is fantastic. If this hasn't been like released on like Blu-ray or something with a bunch of other animated shorts, it should be. This is just probably in my top, maybe in my top twenty animated shorts of all time. I know, I know. But mm. it really, really is great. Mm. Yeah, that's definitely up there as well. There are a lot of other interesting shorts, but this is definitely among the the best for sure. Yep. All right. Now let's uh, switch to the other one, Dragon in Distress. Yep. This was animated by Vera Berkshire. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. This one is more comedic. It also does the whole, you know, fairy tale aspect of it, but it's more of like a fairy tale satire. Not yep. kind of like Shrek. It's not quite as cynical. It's yeah, more it's like something as... that you would find in, for example, um, Fractured Fairy Tales, the old uh, shorts from like the 1960s from uh, like Rocky and Bullwinkle and that. It yeah. really more represents that kind of thing compared to basically what uh reversal of the heart was which was a completely sincere fairy tale this yeah. is a bit more satirical and it's very good don't get me wrong it's very good and i like it but i too have a little bit of quibbles with it not too bad like i said i real i enjoyed this i personally thought it was well done but there's a couple of things that are kind of weird and i think the first thing probably the biggest aspect is that all the characters are birds. Now, I, I, I'm not opposed, you know, anthropomorphic stuff, because, I mean, look at us. This is why we have the podcast, but... And also, birds. Sorry, uh, dinosaurs are basically birds, more or less. Basically, basically. <laughs> but, yeah, but the thing is, is there's no real reason for them to be birds. Maybe that was a way to make the short more unique, but it's an asset yeah. I feel like they could have either fleshed out a little bit more, like maybe have a little bit longer runtime, because this is basically like six minutes long it's it's a cute short it's cute enough you know it, it it's very well done and i did enjoy it but like i say it maybe it was done to make them unique but i don't know it's an aspect that when you watch it it's like okay but why do they have to be birds you know but in yeah. a way i can kind of see where it was coming from so i kind of looked past that the voice acting because unlike reversal of the heart this one does have a voice cast it yep. probably was all done by, like, local people, maybe even, like, fellow uh, university students and that. So yeah. the voice acting, you know, isn't professional level, so I'm not going to be too critical on it. But it's it's passable. Some of the uh, voice acting choices are a little bit strained, like with the uh, old witch. And I think the biggest uh, voice acting kind of flub for me is the narrator, because it really doesn't fit. You need someone with... I know, a little bit more of a deeper voice, a little bit more, you know, gravitas that could play off against, like, the silliness of the short. That, again, this is my opinion. I, you know, I still really enjoyed this, but that's one thing I noted that just bugged me a little bit with this. And I did like the style. The style was very cute. It had kind of, like, 
to be honest, a mid two thousands webtoon kind of feel. Like this would be something you find on Newgrounds in like two thousand and four, two thousand five, and I mean that as a compliment, to be honest, because it really is a cute little thing. It really has a lot of humor to it and some heart. But yeah, uh, the princess, of course, in this is a swan, and somehow this six-minute short is a better movie than the Swan Princess series. So just throwing that out there, if you want to watch. Personally, I think. Movie. Personally, uh, I, uh, I, I personally think the first movie's uh, all right, but uh, I don't know. Anyways, yeah, I will say this as well. Uh, compared to Reversal of the Heart, it's a little. Its pacing is a little off. It's supposed to be short. I get that, but like, yeah, even for a, even for a short, uh, fa- uh, mm. even for a short animation uh, project, it's uh, yeah, it's a little too short and uh, tries to really uh, and and kind of stumbles a little bit here and there. Yeah, no, I definitely any agree means, with you but so. yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. I feel like this could have probably been uh, struck, dragged out a couple of more minutes. Cause I feel like it doesn't really do enough with the concept. It feels like, you know, after the princess turns into a dragon, and uh, just uh, kind of breaking uh, off a little tangent here about the princess of, uh, the princess of uh, Dragon in Distress's design, I do like it. It has like a classic Disney feel. What she reminded me the most of a little bit was... Kind of the reluctant dragon, I'd say, from you know the Disney film, the same name. And mm. I feel like the you know the bottom heavy design and things like that, it really worked for this. It was a more you know comical appearance, and I feel like making her yeah. more realistic, like Reverse of the Heart, would have kind of gone against, excuse me, the tone that the short was basically looking for. And I feel like it did really, really work out for the best. So the design of the dragoness herself, the design of the princess as the dragoness in this too, is very well done and is probably one of the, uh, you know, one of the better parts of the short. And it definitely, like I say, has that Disney influence and a little bit of bluth, I'd say, with like the bottom heavy shape of her. Yeah. Yeah, I am a bit of a sucker for the bottom heavy dragons, to be honest. Oh, me yep. too, me too. Bottom heavy dragons, like the big best. bottom dragons, Same big bottom birds, definitely, big definitely. bottom dinos, just Off big bottom of a lot of things. Definitely, definitely, <laughs> that's button. definitely the best. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's definitely, like I said, the best appearance for them, I feel. So I'm a sucker for that right away, so that had me hooked. The uh, evil, I guess you'd call her witch, she kind of looks like a penguin, and... I that know, really, yeah. like I say, but it reminded me a little bit of, I don't remember, like, the webcomic, you know, Brawl in the Family, that was, like, you know, Nintendo-based, you know, webcomics, it used to be, like, you know, around the time from Brawl till around, I think, it ended maybe, I don't know, 10 years ago, it was really great, but the art style of this short definitely reminded me of those webcomics, and, again, I mean that as a compliment, because yeah. it has its own, you know, more comedic style, and... I feel like the way it's animated is very fluid. You know, it's trying to be comedic. It's trying to, you know, be like a fractured fairy tale type of story. And I do like how um, how they do it. How you know the pacing is off, but the intent is there. You know, it's like you had good intentions. If you had maybe like five more minutes, this could have been you know absolutely perfect. As it stands, yeah. it is still a very very good short. Also, yes, basically we have. One short with impressive, uh, with impressive uh, world building, incredible an- animation and art style, and pretty much a way of showing, not telling. Uh, then we have pretty much a similar, pretty much a similar meta sort of thing that's not as meta as say Shrek or something like Enchanted, but still, uh, you have, and uh, as well as. Uh, a uh, unique, as well as voice acting that uh, pretty much uh, works for it being a project, and also pretty much just the the cutest uh, animation style. Pretty much, uh, pretty definitely, much a cute cartoony animation style. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And like I say, it did have some neat ideas. You know, some very uh, cute things. I liked the idea of the witch disguising herself as the princess. And I do like the gag because it's one gag that I feel is the best one is 
the knight doesn't recognize that the disguised princess, you know, the witch disguised as the princess is different, even though she has completely different colored feathers. That, I gotta admit, that was a good gag. That was probably the best gag of the short, believe not, for me anyway. Mm. But yeah, yeah, that and, gag, honestly. <laughs> yeah, like I'm I said, also I, very happy that she decided to keep the transformation, unlike in Reversal of the Heart. That. I was just about to say that, that. You know, she turns back to her normal form. You know, she basically, you know, tells off the night after dealing with the uh, witch by blowing her sky high, which, again, this feels like a classic... 60 short not like a basically like i say like fractured fairy tales from rocky and bullwinkle it definitely definitely has that vibe especially with how the ending is and let's be honest it's way better animated than rocky and bullwinkle they used literally the cheapest studio ever to animate those shorts i remember reading that they went to like i think like ecuador or something like that to animate they literally hired the cheapest studios they could so this alone looks better and like I say, uh, I do like, I really like, you know, I actually kind of love that concept that the princess can basically turn, uh, can control her transformation, basically. That is a concept that, for me, with, like, transformation with, like, you know, dragons and stuff like that, I really, really love that concept. And it is such a rare one, too. You never really see that, and I'm really happy they kept that in this short. And how, you know, she flies to the sky in freedom and, you know, basically, you know, lives happily ever after. It is really, really well done. It's, it's a very nice denouement. Even though, like, the actual ending, it could have been interesting to see, like, the princess trying to convince, like, the knight that she is the princess, even though she's the dragon. You could have gotten some uh, decent comedy out of that, I feel. But for the most part, I feel like this was, this is also pretty well done. Like I say, I do feel, uh, personally, Reversal of the Heart was a little bit better than this, but this is also very charming. And the interesting thing about this short, yeah, this short actually won several animation awards. They were just like, you know, regional awards, but like it said, you know, it won basically third place, you know, it won second place in another, so it actually is pretty predominant. And on Vera Berkshire's website... There's an entire section dedicated to Dragon in Distress that has, like, you know, the official YouTube upload of the film. It has storyboards, you know, it has, like, the script, basically. And it's very interesting to see that, you know, she seems to be very proud of it. And she apparently is still also an animator on Instagram. And like Kara uh, Christman before her, she has seemed to retire from animation, but... Again, I'm glad to see that she's doing good, and she also gave us a wonderful, wonderful short. Yeah, absolutely. And those are both shorts. Yep, so those are both of them, and if you want uh, more short films, then you can always make a short film about dragons, female dinosaurs, or other similar saurians and scalies, and we'll cover it. But yeah, now Uh it's time for a unique aspect in which we are going to say uh, which one we prefer even though the answer is probably already obvious, uh, it'd probably be good to do this. Um, so yeah, in my opinion, I feel that Reversal of the Heart is superior. Mostly, you know, number one is the animation, because the animation in Reversal of Heart, again, is just completely professional quality. This thing, you can project it in theaters, and it is just so, so fantastic. It is so well done. I feel like... Uh, yeah, like I say, Dragon in Distress is very cute. It is very, very well done. But I feel like Reverse of the Heart, number number one is animation. Number two is universality. I feel like Reverse of the Heart has something that can speak to everyone, basically. That it has more of a fleshed-out story and more of a fleshed-out world. Which, again, Dragon in Distress isn't trying to do that. So it's kind of... I don't know, it feels kind of unfair to compare them. It's like apples and oranges, but... Again, that's kind of the conceit of this episode, so that's why we're doing this. But uh, I, I do say that uh, Reverse of the Heart, another thing that helps it is, like, the lack of, you know, any dialogue. It's show, don't tell in animated short form. Like, it's like, you know, like, this is the perfect example of how you can tell a very compelling story, a very beautiful story, with, like, zero dialogue. And I feel like it is extremely well done for this reason. Now, like I say, Dragon in Distress is not a bad movie by any means. It is definitely, definitely not a bad movie. I really, really enjoy it. It was a, it was a fun little short, you know. 
I do, like I say, like the Dragonus sign. I actually do kind of thinking about it, reflecting on it. I might have been a little too hard early on. I do like kind of that they're birds because, in a way, it does work for kind of the fractured fairy tale aspect of it. I feel like, in my own set way, I was a little harsh on that aspect earlier, so I'm probably going to take back a little bit what I said with it. But overall, I feel personally that of the two, I would really pick Reversal of the Heart over Dragon in Distress. Again, not saying Dragon in Distress is a bad film by any means, because it is not. It is very, very good. And if you can watch both of them, I highly recommend it. Same. Um, okay. In terms of, like, overall story and whatnot, I would personally pick Reversal of the Heart. It's fun. It's endearing. It has that sort of uh, it has that sort of uh, replayability that I really enjoy. Uh, but in terms of say the dragonesses, I would have to go with the one from Dra- Dragon in Distress, hands down. Like Ooh, her character. Like, don't get me wrong. I enjoy the princess from uh, freaking uh, Reversal of the Heart, but. Uh, I don't know. I feel like uh, at a certain point she peaked, and once she basically lost her thing, she kind of became less interesting for me. Not not a bad character by any stretch of the imagination, but still, it, it's something I could I can't help uh, I can't help but bring out the princess from Dragon in Distress. However, she's where uh, things get interesting. Like she's. The pure-hearted princess, sure, but she gets... Be- but, uh, like, even as a dragon, she keeps her, like, uh, pure-hearted values, but also develops as a uh, character, uh, as sort of a strong character, because, like, she pretty much learns that sometimes... Uh, that sometimes people can be uh, clueless idiots, you know? Yeah, in a way, it is, it is, like I say, an interesting lesson that, you know, she learns. I forgot to talk about that aspect, but you're very right with that. With, you know, it, too, has a moral, a little bit more askew moral compared to, you know, Reverse of the Heart, which is more of a, you know, like I said, old Germanic folk tale compared to, you know, the fractured fairy tale of mm-hmm. uh, basically Dragon Distress. But that is a very, very good point. To compare the Dragonesses, uh, I'm probably going to talk more about this when we get to the Dragoness scale portion of the episode but i personally prefer the princess from reverse of the heart i just feel from an aesthetic point of view is done way better i feel like you know the way her characterization is done just how just really how she is so expressive and again the one from a dragon in distress again i feel like it's kind of comparing apples and oranges here but Mm -hmm. because it's trying to be more comedic but i feel like the one from dragon in distress she kind of I mean, she got a lot of good moments in that, but I feel like you could have done a lot more with the concept. Mm-hmm. And we probably actually will will review a short that actually kind of did another with a princess turning into a dragoness from the uh, Pink Panther. And we'll mm. probably do that in a later episode on this series. But mm. basically comparing these two, I would have to prefer the princess from Reverse of the Heart. So, uh, Striker, yeah. what do you think? Um... Me, I'm actually a little torn because I enjoyed the story of uh, Reversal of the Heart. Like, it was it was a beautifully written tale? It was beautiful. It, it, well, the story, obviously. Um, the animation was amazing, and normally, I don't see animation that beautiful made in Flash, actually. Mm, yeah. Um, exactly. Rip that, Flash. That's for yeah, sure. R.I.P. Flash. You had so many good memories. You brought us so many good internet memories and absolutely. animation. Absolutely. Uh, even the designs of the character, even the uh, character designs were amazing, and the uh, the dragons, of course. Mm. Then, of course, there's a uh, dragon in distress that I also enjoyed because, like. Just a, a huge fan of the comical, uh, sto- comical, uh, 
comedy the comical aspect. aspect. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. comedy aspect. My my favorite part of it was because of how silly it was. It I normally enjoy those kinds of stories because I just grown up with that. As well as well, of course, the the dragon <laughs> dragons in that one were little uh, more fun for me. Okay, uh, Lucky Evie, what is your thought on them? I told her to forget. That's uh. right, that's right. So, um, yeah, now we'll do the uh, question of the week, and I have a very interesting one for this time, which is, what animated shorts or unique animated projects are your favorite? Now, to make things interesting, this isn't like shorts from companies like Pixar or DreamWorks, but like more unique, like, one-off things, basically. My answer would have to be, I had this VHS as a kid. This is, again, me probably babbling here, but I had this VHS as a kid called Animania. I think it was that. What it was, it was a bunch of CGI mm. short clips from, like, the early day of computer animation. We're talking stuff like early, early computer animation. Somebody evidently got the rights to a bunch of, really, sometimes, like, five, ten-second clips and they stitched them together, and they wrote original songs to go with these clips. And I don't know how they did it, but it was something that I watched all the time as a kid. It's something that it really captivated, you know, me. And it was just a bunch of these little, like, one-second CGI clips. Like, one could be from, like, a South Korean, you know, commercial. The next could be, like, a test of, like, a geometric shape. But they actually managed to make like songs and basic narratives out of like these tiny, tiny bits and bites. And that to me, like I say, because it was early CGI, it all kind of flows together in an interesting way. And like I say, the songs are all original, written for the uh, VHS. And it's something that to me I had as a kid. And even though it's been God, probably 20 plus years since I've seen it, it's something that has always, always stuck with me. And Gron, uh, what would you have to say? Okay, before I truly give my sort of answer, I'm going to go a little bit on a tangent. So, okay. if we were to include that sort of like anime, of like uh, major company uh, animation, short animation projects, uh, for Disney and in particular Pixar, I would really, really have to go with the Spark Short short freaking burrow because it's so cute all the cute little animals they just oh it's just really amazing it really makes the world feel so alive like the underground world makes it feel so alive i want to see more of that uh cartoon network would have to be the pilot for victor and valentino it had such a promising premise we could have oh, yeah. easily gotten a very oh, we right, could have easily right. gotten cartoon Cartoon Network's version of Gravity Falls, and technically we did, but it's way way underwhelming. I had to look up a lot of the lore from the stuff that they referenced. The Mottless Hitwa, freaking Whistler, like they did a bunch of they did their homework on like the lore, and I'm surprised Guys and Goomba hasn't really tackled that yet, but. Yeah, sure that is the will. only positive I will say with what we've got in the final version of Victor and Valentino. Yeah, like I said, uh, if we're including major, major companies, I have to say, uh, I'll actually give like maybe two answers for that. For uh, Disney, it's a tie between, you know, the the old mill, the Silly Symphony, the old mill, which is really just one of the more, you know, absolutely amazing pieces of animation. This is done kind of as a practice for Snow White, and you can tell this is just so so amazing it really is like a keystone for animation probably another one more of a you know a funny one not really from disney but again from one of their contemporaries would have to be popeye versus sinbad the sailor which i feel again is a 13 man long short it is a perfect way how old school animation could do characterization could do humor could do action and i mean the the fleischer's man those 3d sets I don't know how they did it, but man, that they deserved way, way better the Fleischers. 
they they really really did because the the stuff they were putting out at that time was absolutely phenomenal and my third choice i'm actually gonna have three choices here for the ones made by companies is uh pixar's la luna the one with the mm. uh, the the, uh, the three uh, generations of i guess you could call them italian Basically, uh, it's 100% it Italian. Let's not be yeah, around yeah, the bush. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, okay. I just wanted to make sure, you know, hedge my bets, basically. They have to, like, sweep the stars up at night. And, man, that is just so, so beautiful. Just the way it's done. It, it actually makes me cry because yeah. it is just such such a beautiful experience. It really shows how, how it can, like, really touch your heartstrings and have such a unique concept done in such a beautiful and simplistic way. It, don't forget, those, don't forget, Battle of the Bands from Pixar. That was that oh, was that, amazing. The one man band, Game that's Night. a great one. Game I always watched was one of my one of my favorites before Burrow yeah. came along. Like yeah, exactly. When I watch uh, my Cars DVD, you know, when I watch Cars, I always have to watch that short because that is such a fun, fun short film. Oh it yeah, definitely is one of their best. So, uh, Striker, what would you say? Okay, if it had to be from a major company, my favorite would be the it's like it's a collection of shorts. Um, Saludos amigos. <laughs> actually, it's a Gotham Knight from uh, the Batman shorts. Actually, because I remember. Oh right, right, I remember that. It was I'm sorry. Awesome. What what was it called? Gotham Knight. Uh, oh yeah, Gotham Knight. Yeah. That's what it's called. Man, oh, Gotham weird. Knight. Um, I remember, um, I remember watching it on a Saturday night when it first premiered, uh, as a kid, and I just couldn't help but find it, uh, so impressive. Oh, I'm gonna use the term badass. You go right ahead. And uh, I just I still remember it fondly to this day. Um, if I have to go with something that was um, it's not um, not from a major company. Um, I think I'm gonna have to go with either uh Bilby or Rolling Wild. Awesome, awesome. So, uh, what are they about, basically? Uh... Bilby is literally just about... Um, uh, oh, yeah, Bilby. I forgot Bilby. about that. I didn't really watch it. All I saw was, like, behind the scenes of it. The... Yeah, it could have been a really great DreamWorks Australian musical. That it, That was oh, what it was right, initially right. going to they be. Right, I remember that. They had that project, and then they didn't go through with it for some reason. It's I remember so that. Oh, a missed it opportunity. Really, it really had potential. It really, really did. It really did, yeah. I mean, the short we got was really great. A little Australian rat called a Bilby taking care of a little uh, seagull chick or albatross or whatever it is, but we were robbed, man. You were absolutely we were robbed. robbed. We were absolutely. Oh, we wrong. we could have gotten a freaking Australian musical. Do you know how freaking rare that is? Uh, oh, definitely, definitely. Like in Pokemon, in Pokemon Sun and Moon, for the wild encounters, like you know, it is exceedingly rare to find a Salamence, and especially one that's a shiny Salamence. You are more likely to get a freaking shiny Salamence in Pokemon Sun and Moon than you are to get an Australian musical. Do you know yeah, how crazy that it, is? I get it exactly. That's that's a great analogy. Yeah, yeah, I definitely could see why. And like I say, it's always a shame when stuff like that doesn't go through because it has so so much yeah. potential. Absolutely. And uh, Lucky yeah. Evie, what would you have to say? So this is major companies. Um, it could be either major companies or ones that are more um, independent. Basically, more independent. I just thought of another series of shorts, and I'll mention it after your thing. Uh, I really like the shorts that Pokemon does. Oh yeah, like the Pikachu shorts. I love those too. Oh, those, yeah, those are the no. so much fun. No, 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 I would no. watch. I'm actually oh, surprised. Oh, oh. 
I would watch an entire series. No, of those uh, I mean, no, not, not the Pikachu shorts. I, I don't think that's what he's talking about. Good point, but oh, I the mean, other like, ones, the ones for their YouTube channel. Yeah, like evolutions, generations, and then history and stuff. All those. Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially right, right, ones like ones. Uh, the the girl turning into a Gengar. Oh right, I forgot about that one. That was a good and, one. Yeah, yeah. As for like, and as for like, uh, I guess not as big. Like, honestly, it kind of a meme answer, like SC Black stuff. Like all, of his, like all, like all of his TF two things. Oh yeah. Oh man, I, I was actually gonna mention that there are a lot of TF two shorts out there, like made by really talented people, but uh, I kind of want to exclude them because they're kind of tied to a major company in the form of Valve. Right, right. And that, like I said, that being said, um, oh, man, I, I don't know what short I want to pick now because, like, I, there are a lot on the top of my head, and I don't know what one to one to truly pick that aren't made by a major company or made like a, by a freaking thing. <sighs> it is crazy. Oh, it definitely, definitely is hard. Like I say, another series of shorts that popped in my head while I was, you know, thinking of it, you know, is another series I really think that is so cute are the Pikmin shorts. The ones Nintendo oh, officially did. Those are just so yeah. adorable. I mean, they are. if they ever make like a pick a Pikmin movie or like a Pikmin basically, you know, OVA anime or something, it has to be these shorts. It's like a feature film because they are just so simplistic and they're 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 just adorable. They make your they heart are. you know warm, basically. Then of course the they definitely, you know oh, those two, those two were amazing. They were. Sad that, mm-hmm. sad that the CGI one never got an ending, though. CGI one? Wait, which CGI one? C- set of CGI uh, shorts for, uh, for Kid Icarus. There was, like, uh, about two parts to it. It never got a third part, though. Aww. That's a shame. Again, that, that really is a shame. Mm. Yeah, it is. Mm. I... Hmm. Now, as for a minor short, um, I, mm, I personally don't know. I mean, the two I can think of off the top of my head that I've recently seen that I actually really enjoy, um, <clears throat> one of them is a, uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. I just, I nearly forgot about this. Pymation's freaking Sheriff Todd Hayseed. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Yes, yes. Fuck yeah. It's yeah, so that, amazing. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that is. That. Like, you, YouTube really is such a great place to find animation. It's a shame that, you know, they don't push yeah. it. They push stupid stuff like Mr. Beast over animation. But what can you yeah. do? Also, quick shout out to pretty much the biggest indie uh developers ever like straight from from my hometown of texas rooster teeth also yeah, yeah. and huge shout out to freaking uh miles luna and monty um for creating both red versus blue and ruby oh yeah right, like right. hell yeah oh, amazing man. work you guys yeah, amazing work like also monty. death battle that's but it, I'm it. excluding those because those are made. Those are now part of a uh, major, major corporation. corporation. Yeah, it's uh, hard to but, find things that aren't. To be honest, it's yeah. The way we live they, in, used unfortunately. To, they used to be minor, but then they just got bigger and bigger. And yeah, now, yeah. Pymation, on the other hand, is still very much minor, but is still popular. It's still popular enough to skirt that particular line. Like, but yeah, it's oh, yeah. very much an amazing series. Also, the guy, who, also uh, one of the creators, uh, Mike, uh, goes by the name. Uh, oh, frick! I know I, I, I can't remember his DeviantArt name, but he does have a DeviantArt that he shares his art on, and it is amazing. You should definitely check it out. I definitely will. I definitely will. 
All right, so now comes the uh, part of the show with the patent-pending Dragonus scale. And there are two Dragonuses this week, so that'll make up for a math machine not being here this week, and he'll be back next week for uh, Dragonheart Vengeance. So we'll start with the Princess from Reversal of the Heart and then do the one from Dragon in Distress. Mm-hmm. Now, from Reversal of the Heart, I want to be honest, perfect 10. You know, no notes, you know, she, she has reached her final form. She cannot be a better version of herself. True. But just playing the she's animated, Just like she's animated, the color design, just basically how she interacts with the world as a dragoness, the transformation sequence, even though I would have preferred it to be on screen, you know, it didn't, it wouldn't really have fit the story. So, but in my opinion, yeah, the Princess from Reverse of the Heart gets a perfect score. Mm. So what would you say? Were we going to say? Sorry about that. I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit. Okay. I am going to say that while her characterization was indeed uh, pretty perfect, uh, I have a note where that in, yes, she was like this before she became a dragon, but mm. Sorry, chewing. No, it's okay. Sorry, uh, sorry. It's uh, she's kind of one note for the most part. She hardly raises a claw to defend herself. The only time she does defend herself is by utilizing like natural momentum and a rock. It was a big rock. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'm only going to have to give her like a 7 out of 10 for that reason. Like her design is beautiful. She herself as a character uh, grows. But <clears throat> compared to the one in Dragon in Distress, I mean, I think the world building uh, does more harm than good for her character, to be honest. Uh, like, right. like she hardly does anything to defend herself, and uh, granted, the short is a uh, very beautiful. It does it. It does its best with the world building and pacing as best as it can. But yeah, it came at the cost of the princess not doing too much. Like the only reason she was able to defeat the knight was uh, through the dragon's heart. It was through the dragon, like, changing her back, and the knight pretty much, like, being like, oh, shit! And then he pretty much got the karmic uh, justice, and she yeah. basically, and again, she turns back into a princess, so that's kind of a dampener, yeah, let's be right, fair. Right. So, unfortunately, I am only gonna have to give her a 7 out of 10 for that reason. I know exactly fair, what I'm giving fair. the one in Dragon in Distress, but to be continued. Fair, fair. So, uh, uh, Striker, what would you give her? Um, I think I'm gonna have to agree with a seven out of ten, and I will get back to you on a uh, dragon in distress. All right, so <laughs> we'll leave that one blank then. Uh, Lucky Evie, what would you give? I like how she looks. Eight. Okay. Hmm. So eight out of ten. Because I forgot to watch the damn thing. It's not yeah. a problem. It's not a problem. Yeah, it's perfectly fine, perfectly fine, you know. Exactly. Um, now for the one of uh, Dragon in Distress. Oh, sorry about that. For the one in Dragon in Distress, her, I would probably give... It's like, you know, it's op, I guess it's op, uh, reverse day today. I would actually give Dragon in Distress maybe an 8 out of 10. Mm-hmm. I was leaning towards 7, but thinking about it more with basically the moral of the short and the fact that she can change from Princess to Dragon at will, which, again huge huge fan of more work needs to do that so that bumps up oh yeah but yeah i have to give i can't give her any more than eight out of ten i feel like she has a lot of potential and i mean the way she did take charge of the situation and you know was very very well done and i love that design but i just feel like you had a lot more potential with that you Mm -hmm. really could have found a way i feel to just expand it with its runtime just a little bit more, just a, a mm-hmm. inch more, mm-hmm. and it would have been perfect. As it stands, mm-hmm. it is still a very, very well done short. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I am going to be a little more generous. Okay. Okay. So, 
granted the short and the short uh, the short's pacing does in fact put her down a little bit but not enough that she can't shine through the way she is she it she starts off dainty she starts off very very pure hearted and whatnot and she still kind of is throughout the movie she's still uh for the most part uh cares about people but un but unlike other characters like say uh pre uh pre freaking uh uh what was mm. oh gosh what was the episode's name i know it was the episode with iron will in it but oh, uh, uh putting her putting your hoof down that's yeah putting your hoof down yeah free fluttershy putting your hoof down uh and pre uh breezy's episode uh yeah i th- i feel the princess here uh basically is like okay this ain't gonna happen and pretty much stands up for herself like she actively like does a good job of freaking like standing up for herself and like facing the problem head on herself instead of having to rely on a dumbass like the knight to do it for her that i feel is a lot mo- does a lot more for me than what reversal of the heart is and also again the fact that she keeps the ring and transforms into a freaking dragon happy as can be oh stirs my soup big big plus yeah so it's I, I for- there. so it's for that reason the voice of choice actress the the choice of voice for her it's really nice her design as a swan is beautiful i'm a sucker for swans bite me uh her development throughout the entire story and the fact that she can change from dragon to swan in like immediately i am giving that an uberly generous 10 out of 10 all right way to go wow yeah nine out of 10 if we're being realistic but yeah 10 out of 10 for me Okay, and uh, Lucky Evie, what would you give this? Uh, again, based on pants is about six. All right. All right, so uh, that about wraps up this very unique episode of uh, Fiery Discourse. If you have any uh, questions, or if you want to make your own animated short film about Dragnesis so we can review it on this podcast one day, feel free to email us at fieryDiscourse at outlook.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter on twitter.com slash fieryDiscourse. Next time, we'll be talking about the 2020 movie, Dragonheart Vengeance. Until then, uh, this has been Fiery Discourse, and take care. Yep. Peace, y'all. Peace. Mm-mm.